0: Hello, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. It is the Shropshire Football Podcast, episode six. My name is Luke Hatfield. I'll be your host today. I am joined by two people, two people who have been regulars on this podcast, two people you will all know very, very well now. The first one, our Telford man, Mr. Joe Edwards. Joe. Hello. Oh, yeah, yeah.
1: Ever, ever, ever present. Uh... Yeah, I'm um, just about here, got a got a hot chocolate, so uh, yeah, ready to crack on.
0: Yeah, and we're also joined by Mr. Lewis Cox, someone who hasn't been an ever-present, but he's doing his utmost <laughs> to try and match Joe. Lewis, how are you? Scandalous. It's true.
2: Well, I'm well, Luke, how are you? Um, I'm alright. Just, just pick up on your ever-present diss. I am an ever-present at the meadow, maybe not on the pod, as I missed the opening week. Yeah. Young Joseph over here. Slacking at the book said, and correlation of their poor, poorer form and his disappearance. You know,
0: there could be links. Could there could be. could be links. Just, just point out there. Yeah, no pressure, the, the, Joe.
1: The, the, there was a past of when I wasn't there, then things had you know pick up massively, but it hasn't. <laughs> it hasn't. Unfortunately, it hasn't turned out that way for the books. Uh, these past couple of weeks, haven't been there. Um, hopefully, going to be you know seeing them back in action. You know, very soon. So. Fingers crossed, things can pick up for uh, Gavin Cowan's men. Bit of a part timer you are, aren't you? Yeah, you know I'm off on holiday next month. And... <laughs> really, where where you going? Cape Verde. Oh, very fancy. Tropical. It's, it's,
0: it's not Barmouth,
1: is it? It's not Barmouth. It's it's very That's nice. <laughs> it's it's all inclusive. Yeah. All uh, right. I don't mean to take my hand on too much, but uh, how much are they paying you? Well, you know, you've got. I've be- got. I've got. I've got to speak you, to my supervisor. You, you, you've got to be,
2: yeah. But he's gone in November, hasn't he? You know, the old, the old money
0: saving.
1: You've got to be. you got to be smart with your money, and yeah, you know, it's about being, it's about being street smart. As well. That's what. That's I think. Well, hopefully that's
0: a good trip for you. I'll be, uh, I'll be sitting here jealously, uh, uh, doing my work whilst you'll obviously be sunning it up.
1: Yeah, pina coladas. Uh, you
0: know. Is that your go-to cocktail? Is it?
1: No, um, I'm more of a more of a. Sex on the beach. No, um, what's that called? Long Island
0: iced tea. Oh yeah, you like as much alcohol as possible falling yeah. into that glass. I, I, like, yeah. I like,
1: I like, I like cocktails that kind of blow your head off. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you've ever been to a hard rock cafe. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've had an electric
0: blues. Can't say I ever it's, have. Have uh,
1: It's like, it's like it's like rocket fuel, man. It's fantastic. <laughs> you have two of them in you. You're seeing stars.
0: Oh, really? Well, I was in Miami once and there's, um, there's a great cocktail bar right on South Beach. They do like frozen mm. um, cocktails. It's called Wet Willies. All of them, the percentage of alcohol is absurd. Um, whilst we're talking about nourishment, <laughs> 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 nourishment <laughs> we've got an update here. <laughs> um, remember, remember two weeks ago we were talking about chip shops? John I Certainly do. Yeah.
2: The, the very day after I went and got the biggest bag of orange
0: chips. I'm still to have an orange chip. Yeah, we'll sort it out. Don't but we'll... John Passaris has got in touch. He's got in yes. touch on Twitter. He's 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 keen to host an episode of the Shropshire Football Podcast. Can you believe that? Loving the promo. Yeah, well, I mean, John, we're going to take you up on this. we just got to sort out a date in the diary when the the Shropshire Star Sports Desk will let our two friends <laughs> here t- here take a break over yeah. a morning. If, if you can yeah. do us a large bag of chips to, to share while we're going as well. Oh. I mean... Oh yeah, well he offered it. offered it. offered a full English, you know. Yeah, he offered a full English. But if uh, I think if we're going to a chip shop, it would be. They do everything now. This is the thing. I mean, when
1: I was in there tucking into the fish and chips. You, you know, people um, ma- massive like faggots and peas with loads of gravy. You know, you know fan of that. That they've got. They do. They do. I think they do curries and all sorts of. Po- Honestly, you ask. You ask John Passaris for for you know a, a, a food item can i ask him for an electric blues <laughs> <laughs>
0: a menu i think is what you mean Joe. yeah, yeah right. a, a menu but it, it's extensive well like. e- either way john we're going to we're going to be taking this up i, I think safe to say we'll be in Bridgen off soon recording very soon of i'm looking forward to my, my fish and chips i'm going to get some fish and chips obviously no orange chips, but
1: got the old sweet shop boy as
0: well, which is oh.
1: fantastic. You just, you know, go in there, fifteen p lollies, oh, twenty
0: five. It's
2: not a regular
0: like frequenter of Shropshire. Yeah, you brummy boy. A, a, a Solihull born, actually, Birmingham. Solihull is outside of Birmingham. It? yeah, it's, it's not. It's not part of Birmingham. <laughs> it's Solihull, Solihull is its own. It's got jo- its jo- own council Geography role.
1: isn't Lucy strong, so but come on. <laughs> As,
0: a, on, as I was saying, are you,
2: are you familiar with Bridge North? Have you been? No, I've never it's been. It's just like a token day out for kind of people that aren't from Shropshire, really. and yeah. It's it's very nice, I must admit. A oh. little, little railway going up the mountain. It's it's not the mountain. The hill. The hill is what I meant. But yeah. but is it, it is called a mountain railway, though, is it not? Cliff. Cliff, Cliff, Cliff. Railway. Cliff, Cliff, Oh, right, okay. But so not a hill or a mountain?
1: No. But it, it, people, people will understand. I think. Thanks. Um, bridge North, for me, I think I've said before, it's the closest thing to a day to die at the seaside around here. <laughs> minus the <All> sea, right. <laughs> minus <And> the beach. <laughs> now, but you got the river. Yeah, you got the river that flows through the middle as you walk over the bridge. Up, it can go up the cliff railway up
0: into the and what more could you ask so for? So it's, it's basically Shropshire, Stratford-upon-Avon, is that what you're telling yeah, me? Yeah,
1: but yeah, very very similar. Some
0: art. lovely, you know, eateries,
2: restaurants, uh, very good. You other uh, half will, would, would like it, Luke.
1: Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. It, there's, there's a few places similar to that. There's has got Ironbridge, not quite at the moment, because the Ironbridge is just covered in scaffold, which I found out before I went to Bridge North, because I was going to go to Ironbridge. Yeah. Drove through Ironbridge for, well...
2: Fate, you ended up in it,
1: Bridge North. So I ended up in Bridge North. Ludlow's day. Ludlow, oh
2: really? I was just going to shout. Good out race course, I hear. It's just a trek. I mean, from from where I'm located, Joe's similar. Um, it's a long old drive south, Shropshire, yeah. right right to the bottom. Um, but that, worth that it for now, a day out. Yeah, I mean, it's you've got more there in Ludlow, haven't you? In this, in, yeah. the, in terms of the centre, it's bigger than Bridge North. Um, lovely scenery
0: and markets as well. Yeah, very good. Yeah, good. Right, should we talk some football? Yeah, if we have to. Let's, uh, come on. Let's do it, let's do it. Football. Shrewsbury Town, let's catch up on Shrewsbury Town. There were three games since our last podcast, Lewis. Well, only one that matters, you know. <laughs> I only care about one. Yeah. But we can Yeah, we can talk about the other two. The first one, 2-1 defeat at Fleetwood. Then there was a 2-0 defeat to Sunderland. But all ended on high. 3-1 win over Barnsley. I must admit, Lewis, I was very shocked to see that result. I saw you were going up against Barnsley and I thought, Barnsley can be a, you know, A real, real problem team, but done a number on them. Negative Nelly. I'm just, I'm a little bit of a pessimist. I'm a Villa fan, so I've got to be right. It was. uh, I'm
2: still on a high. You know what are we? Um, You know, 14 hours on from John Askey's best day/slash night yet with Shrewsbury Town. It was, it was fun. It was needed. You know, very, very much needed uh, for the manager and the club. You know as as we've written about and as you know speculation all over the place rumors cranking up really pressure cranking up on the manager mm. um, you know to a real point where you know people talk talking about news you know coming out as we record it today we're saying oh, you know there's gonna be big news around the club today people sort of spreading rumors um, but you know John Askey's team did the talking on the pitch last night he He set up in a different way. He went bold. um, Very bold in leaving out the club captain, Matt Sadler. And wow, I mean, they really gave him a performance. Mm. Barnsley were blown away, really. Shell-shocked right from the off. And Town fully deserved it. Best performance under him yet. Best performance for for an extended period of the game. Not quite in 90 minutes, but closest we've been. And I just think... it's a a bit of a sign of of what they can do when when they're on it in the right system for me it was all about the 3-5-2 work to treat Mm. suits the players he's got down to the ground and yeah a good night Um, fans enjoyed it certainly alleviated pressure on on Ascii Um, doesn't fully fix fix things you know it's just one result they go into now a run of games against teams around them starting at Oxford on Saturday which is crucial you know if that doesn't go their way if Oxford get a win there who were second bottom, I don't know if they still are, they were second bottom before Tuesday night. Uh, you know, if Oxford go and win there then the pressure's right back up, everyone forgets about Barnsley and it's you know that's that's where it is. So but a fantastic night and yeah, very enjoyable.
0: Yeah, we talked about the three five two, um obviously from the Tranmere game, which Joe yeah, was yeah, at, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and we've finally seen it implemented in the league and yeah. you've got to think now can't really go away from that nah. can you it was hard to
2: you know they the beat Tranmere 6-0 and it was you know Tranmere B team yeah, a bit of a Shrewsbury B team um, but you, you know you start to credit them scoring six goals you can only play what's in front of you and I did think it had the 6-0 had something to do with playing 3-5-2 uh, Joe will probably agree with that mm. but then you know you, you sort of say that and you say ask you should go to it and then I think the manager's even said to me you know, don't don't read too much into beating Tranmere six nil, um, but it's funny, isn't it? Because you could say that the system was was forced upon Shrewsbury last night because Sean Morley got injured yeah. at the weekend against Sunderland, town's key influential attacker. You know, the one that creates really the one the manager said that himself the one that makes things happen creates the most, the one you wouldn't want injured. Lose one winger, the key winger, and and. You know they opt to, to ditch the wingers altogether, drop Gilead two and, and go with wing backs, and it just worked a treat. I can't, you know, three to three centre halves gives you that extra bit of security. The wing backs, yes, while they attack, they're there to defend too. Mm. You still get the three in midfield for control that he likes, and they dominated midfield last night. Doherty and Norburn were unbelievable. Um, Doherty in particular is is a hell of a player. Um, you can see why Rangers got him in and. Yeah, Shrewsbury's key player this season, possibly, yeah, you could say. And, and and you get to up front as well. Liangol had the support of Fajiri, Okanabiri, just his second league start. And they were a menace as well. They ran and mm. ran. And I just think the system suits everyone. It suits Ryan Haynes, who came in as a left wing-back, because he's not much of a defensive full And he likes to go forward. Ditto, Emmanuel on the right. So many options when you're going forward. But, you know, let's not get carried away with it. You know, let's see... You'd think he'll play it at Oxford. You know, Wally's out for a period yet with a with a calf problem. You'd think he'd play it at Oxford. Let's see
0: if if it works there in a crunch game against the team around them. That's the issue though, because you, you, as you say and rightly so, Wally is currently out. But when he comes back, yeah, but, yeah, what do you do? Because say say you say, you've, say you win against Oxford and then and then maybe against Wimbledon as well, mm. then you, surely you can't switch the system around. Well, I mean, I'm sure that's something that Joe and both of you can kind of uh, weigh in on
1: I think, I think Louis might agree with this, but I think he could play as part of the front too. Um, mm, yeah, yeah. You, you cut, you know, be played as that kind of second striker last night. Um, Angle, by all respects. I mean, I wasn't there, but he's the target man, isn't he? He's the one who, you know, tried to hold the ball up and then Fergie works off mm. what what he can do and perhaps you know. At times when needed, drop into the midfield. Add, add that extra cover.
2: Just on that quickly, carry on your point. But actually, they they kind of shared. You got know, two strikers, and one comes deeper, and one drops off, and maybe does more running in the in the channels. I noticed them both doing it. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if it's a ploy that you know they take turns, or but I think they both can. I mean, uh, I've seen and heard Angle criticised for his work rate. Certainly gave that last night in abundance and Fijiri is so direct and nippy and, so I think they can both do it but I certainly think Joe's on some something there and Sean Worley playing that role or the Doherty role the the, the yeah. attacking one of the three midfielders
1: Yeah I, I don't think you can drop Doherty No, no, Doherty's, not no. Do, Doherty's got to play yeah. and Doherty and Worley um, by all respects have been Shrewsbury's two standout players so far this season really yeah. Yeah. and I think Kennabeary, yeah, I like him. He's a good player. Um but as as, as John Aski has alluded to in the in the past few weeks, that uh, he's he's still quite fresh out and on league. It's not gonna happen overnight. I think there's gonna be some you know, the, there will be some teething problems with him and he's he's not gonna be starting week in, week out. So I think if you do look at a slot and as Louis said there, you know, players can interchange and things like that, sometimes when I've watched Wally in the past, so tricky, so you know hard working, but sometimes when he's out on that flank, it will go 20 minutes without seeing the ball. Yeah. yeah, and if you've got him in that in that central position, get him on the ball so he can make things happen and start attacks. And mm-hmm. even if Angle is the one then dropping a bit deeper to get on the ball because he can get, he, he's quite good with the ball at his feet. Angle, then Warley, you'd like to think as well has got that pace to. You know, if you're looking to stretch teams and going behind, then Wally can get onto those go yeah. get onto those through balls. So if, if there was a way to sh- not shoehorning back in, but getting back into the fold, of course, you know, he may not be able to get back in if Shrewsby keep winning, you know, the wide Change of winning team. We, we've seen it with Wolves, but if there was a place I think it'd be as that front part of that front two. We
2: spoke a couple of podcasts ago and my surprise as Wally comes out and says I prefer to play centrally mm. uh, because we just seem to know him as, as an out-and-out out typical winger. 99% of Shrewd fans will know him as a winger because that's where he's been great last couple of seasons. If Wally's happy and, and prefers central, then it's a real option um, to go to. He did it at Warsaw, which was quite a surprise. Certainly first half there, I remember, played played well. Um, had a couple of chances, more shots than he would normally, yeah. definitely take what, what Joe says there. But it raises a really interesting point, doesn't it? Because it, he's seen as your best attacker, but you know, primarily he's a winger. So just because he's your best attacker, do you play a lesser formation to get him in? Do you know what I mean? Do you go away from a winning formation to, to get him back in? It's I suppose
0: the answer there would be, it depends if the results are there yeah. or not.
1: And, and it's it's not just Wally. it's Gilead and and Gilead hasn't been quite at the level uh, Wally has been. He's 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 showed flashes of quality. I be think inconsistent. he's been inconsistent and that's been the problem. I think mm. he's been a bit frustrating because you can see it from him. But when he gets going and and he, he puts the afterburners on, he's he's very quick, very quick to cover the ground, but they just seem to be maybe it's improved a little bit but the kind of a lack of uh, self-belief, I don't yeah. I think he quite knows how good he could be. Yeah. Um, so if you do go for, for that, you know, continue with that three-five-two system, you know, you're looking at, at Gilead and where he could play. Um, could he play as a left wing back well, if if if, if Haynes, you know, as a as a replacement for Haynes? <laughs> we're talking
2: about Waterford. Sorry, Waterford. We're talking about Worley being versatile and being able to say, you know, he prefers play central. I don't see that with Gilead no. I, I don't think you can put him in in the middle. He doesn't give you enough cover coming back if he were to come into central midfield I just think he's a winger so yeah. it's a good option isn't it it's you know if, if you start with 3-5-2 and it's not quite working whether Wall is in the middle or out the side to get both of them on from the bench I mean Wall, uh, sorry Gilead's got to be a great late impact sub with that pace yeah. Um, yeah seriously would would I play him at left wing back no um, I just think in the 4-3-3 three, three at the start of the season when he was ahead of Haynes Haynes was getting absolutely no cover um, yeah. As a left back, and you know, Haynes isn't the strongest at defending, but when Haynes is in a left wing back position, he's got a Beckles behind him, and yeah, it suits everyone. I don't think you could play Gilead there if you're chasing a game, then of course, maybe. Uh, but good options, it's going to be really interesting when Wally gets back, gets uh, back fit, but let's see how the results go before then. You know, Oxford and, and Wimbledon the next two Saturdays, teams in and around, teams below town, I should say. Um, you know, Askie needs to be looking at four points, doesn't he? He needs to be
0: looking at at least one win there mm. um, because they're still winless on the road, which that, needs to change. That's it. And you know, talking about Aski a little bit, how much of the pressure does this ease for him? Because it is a big win; it's a statement <sighs> win. But I mean, I mean, I know you shouldn't judge our social media, but looking at social media before the game, there were people yeah. call, there were people calling for his head. They have been for a couple, for a, a few weeks, Luke. They, they really have. Um, it was a
2: coupon buster last night it, it, it yeah. went against the script no one saw it coming um, they played Sunderland and Barnsley you know back to back at home Saturday, Tuesday two relegated champ teams if you'd have given any, anyone connected with Shrews three points from those before them then you'd have snatched their hands off I think you know, yeah. I think I'd have Especially after the Sunderland defeat, I'd have taken a point, you'd have taken a draw last night. Um, Barnsley really build as a better team than Sunderland, as, as a unit, as a, you know, Sunderland have got a sprinkle of stardust, but Barnsley are a, a real side. Um, Keith and Warren and that up front, the way, you know, Aske called them the best footballing team in the division. Yeah. So to get the win was such a surprise, um, the way they started. I think I had our columnist, uh, town legend Bernard McNally, with me last night watching the game, and, and I think we sort of said together that, I think Barnsley rocked up, thinking it was going to be easy, mm. um, and you know were very wrong and never recovered from their poor start. The pressure on ask you're absolutely right. I mean, before the game, it was pretty poisonous when the team news came out and Matt Sadler was dropped. Definitely a talking point because, you know, Sadler didn't deserve to, to be dropped in my opinion. Um, he's not played poorly in defence. He's been the, the best defender this season, most consistent. You know, he. He heads everything, but he's not just that. Sadly, he's so experienced, he knows where to be. He organizes as the skipper to to leave your captain out. And you know, over Luke Waterfall, and you know, let's not kid ourselves, he's been the one player to come into the most criticism from fans. Waterfall, they haven't taken to him, yeah. Which you know, I've interviewed him a few times now, including last night, and he's, he's a genuine, uh, nice nice guy he he is I do quite you know he's 28 and they gave him a three year deal which I find surprising Yeah, yeah. Um, but his background in that he's come up from non-league really he played for Gainsborough for a number of years and had to really work his way and you can tell his roots is like a sort of honest straight Yorkshireman I don't know if he's a Yorkshireman but he's got a very northern accent Mm. Um, I can't quite remember where he's from but he's just one of them you know head it kick it but it hasn't gone well for him as at the start of the season he kept giving away pens and he's just come under so much criticism so for him to stay in the team to take Sadler's captain's armband was a massive call it really was um, and I I feared and worried that if last night didn't go well you know there'd be a lot of a lot of sort of calling from the stands
1: yeah, um, yeah. I, mean, I, I mean I was surprised that I saw the lineup and Sadler wasn't in it and um, but the one thing you can say I suppose about this on so flipping flipping the you know the coin is that despite everything that's happened over the last few few weeks before the Barnsley game, uh, kind of just seeming to throw ideas at the wall and seeing what sticks. There mm. didn't seem to be that much of a plan, but to go out and on the back of that criticism and make such a bold decision, yeah. I think says a lot about John Askey, Says a lot about his kind of his 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 steel. Really, yeah. um, it takes a it takes a bold manager to. To make those kind of changes, especially such a fan favourite as uh, a Sadler, and in the end it's paid off. Waterfall gets himself a goal as well. <laughs>
2: Could have put money on that. Couldn't
1: yeah. You? <laughs> so it's yeah it's it was surprising, and uh, and I'm sure had it not gone, you know, Shrewsbury's way last night, that would have been the first thing that fans would have turned to. Yeah. But. Uh, You know, managers earn the money by making big calls, and, uh, you know, Mm. Askey's got that one right, I think, last night.
2: He's his own man, Askey. He's not afraid to to make a decision. If it's, you know, uh, I don't know if he reads too much into what fans think, but if he thinks it's one that won't be popular, he doesn't really care, Mm. as he Mm. showed last night. We we asked him why, you know, Waterfall played, why Sadler was left out, really, and he said, you know, the three centre halves, Waterfall, James Bolton, Omar Beckles, fit the back three better than Sadler, which. I don't really buy I mean Sadler could play the middle one of those where Waterfall played. He could play the Beckles one of those, been a former left back, left footer. He, he he should be and he's been consistent this season for me. Whether they you know knew Barnsley's forward was Kiefer Moore, who's an absolute powerhouse unit, yeah. one of the best strikes in the league and Waterfall's got that bit more physicality, you know, possibly, but it was a big shock and I hope I do hope we don't see Sadler out of the team for long. Um interesting what goes on Saturday because, you know, do you, do you change now a team that won that N 11? I think you probably got to go with the same 11. To, to mess with the defence would be a bit weird. Um, the, the pressures, and then going back to the, your question about the pressure, I think it alleviates it a bit, certainly gives him a bit more time. Yeah. I think um, I put out a tweet yesterday when there was so much speculation before the game. I said, you know, the official line from the club really is that, you know, it, it wasn't the game, Barnsley, to, you know, had it not gone well. To, to pull the trigger or make a decision it, it wasn't the game because of the standard of opposition you know Sunderland-Barnsley the defeat bef- the, the first defeat before that Fleetwood was a real blow uh, We won't speak and haven't spoke about that but where he admitted he got it wrong that was a dreadful result Yeah to the go 4, four into, 2 didn't
0: work at all there, <laughs> yeah. No
2: I don't think we'll be seeing that again soon to go into those two Sunderland-Barnsley game with that puts real pressure because you could easily look be looking at three defeats yeah. and you know Sunderland they had a fight first off and they were the better team town and then one goes in off, you know, Beckel shanks one into his own net and you're thinking, Ugh, you know. So, real character to turn it around last night, fair play to him. Asky made some great decisions and I think, you know, won a jot of respect from, from fans last night but, you know, it was, it was one game, one result, just a third win in 15, um, that's at 20% I think, winning. So, um, a, a lot rides on these games coming up against teams around them because if they go to Oxford and I mean a draw's not a great result like on the road where they need to start getting a win against a team around them if they, they get turned over at Oxford then Barnsley's forgotten about by yeah. fans and the pressure's right back up again for him so he knows they need a run you know consistency a bit of a springboard which is something they haven't had this season yet mm. to, to get a first win and go on
0: yeah I need to build on it for sure yeah. um, finally we'll just talk about the FA Cup quickly uh, yeah. Salford City in the FA Cup. Are you happy with that? <sighs> Class of ninety two. What?
2: Well, I was uh I received the FA Cup draw news from Nando's. Oh did you? A place that you're um, you know, your I, I know very well, yeah, I used to work at yeah. Nando's back in the day. I had a bit of a family do. And not not so much a do, a meal at, at Nando's in
0: What did you go for? Out of oh. curiosity. We always end up talking about food on yeah. the top, <laughs> chicken, Two sides. What spice hot. Hot. I
2: usually go very hot, um, but I went hot, very hot sauce.
1: Pe- mm. Perry chips,
2: garlic bread. Oh, Perry chips, mash. Which is a bit weird. Chips, chips and mash. mash. Yeah, yeah. Too much I, yeah, there, mate. I know, I know. But we was having this debate at Nando's. How good is the mash? It's just outrageous. If someone could tell me how to make that mash, it's all microwave,
0: mate.
1: Uh, yeah, but it's uh, so nice. That what what is it? The Do you dessert? know what it comes? It comes
0: in a massive box, all frozen. You chuck it in a little pot, microwave it for two minutes. Done. Really?
1: M- milk's the key, isn't it? For mash. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Milk. No, no, my half can make great
2: mash at home, don't and wrong, but milk. just the flavour. Uh, there's something about it that's different to, I don't know, mash anywhere else.
1: Yeah. Or
0: cream. Is it cream or cream? It is, it's cream. is labelled as creamy mash, but I don't know how it's made. It just comes frozen when, when I was working there. So. <laughs> we actually went to a dessert shop after Nando's as well. <laughs> so, you know, so little
2: need how you're stuffed after Nando's to think, oh yeah. What i need now is a crap or a waffle yeah, a waffle. Or something. yeah. Mm. but i
0: ended up doing it anyway just so you know by the way mate you know if you order extra hot it's just more hot sauce yes you've said you said this before yeah yeah there's so, no difference in the
2: sauce no well you know i like to do the whole i'm so macho give me a give me a hot you know just
1: yeah. stick with the medium
2: oh no. uh, yeah the medium's the best one by but I'm, uh, also oh, I, I think I'm this not. is worth shouting out just quickly well before we get back to salford city we took my nan to Nando's—that is so cool, isn't it? Like, I feel like grandparents and Nando's is nothing like. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I've taken—I've taken some older family members before, yeah, my... and so it's, it's been very much hit and miss. Some of them just do not buy the concept of walking up to a till, ordering, and the food no, being taken no. over to you. And the, I tell you what—they don't like. I mean get their own bloody cutlery. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, they do not enjoy one nan, bit.
2: Nan definitely didn't buy the concept of spiced food, and you'll know because you've worked there, Great, uh, thankfully, so I'm not exactly sure what it's called. But you can. it's called something... Is it
0: plain-ish? You, plain, yeah, plain is... plain. Is, you just get is no n- spice. Yeah, is, well, it's is marinated beforehand, so right. it's always got a little bit of spice to it. But if you want to get rid of that, order tamer. It's like a barbecue sauce, like a sweet uh, barbecue. But yeah, I think she enjoyed it, actually. So, yeah, yeah. I've never had a complaint about the food from an elderly <laughs> relative. I've had complaints about the way that the store is set up and the fact that... She liked that, the dim...
2: Yeah, yeah, she had...
0: My my grandparents just weren't a fan of, or my older relatives, I should say, weren't a fan of having to get their own cutlery and all that kind of lark. We've diverted. We have. Anyway, yeah, I got are you, the happy, cu- with, I got are you the happy with the draw? I got the cup
2: draw from Nando's as I'd worked in the day, and yes, I mean, yeah, I really was. Uh, when I saw Salford, I, I thought it was a bit of a... Well, I thought it might have been, not, not like a wind-up, but you know, I had to check just to, to double-check again that it was that, because, I mean, you think... You know, I mean, I'm a non-league fan, so I sort of kept an eye on all the clubs that are in the competition. But if you were just a, a passive footy fan that didn't, you know, Salford are the the headline boys from non-league, aren't they? The BBC loving with the class of '92, and mm. you know, you think Bit of a glamour time. Whoever Salford get in their draw is going to get attention, you know, possibly television, BBC TV, Friday night. That would certainly be if Salford were at home. I think. Yeah, because the meadow. Less chance of probably being shown live. But a lot of games are played live um, on telly. So there's probably more chance of a Sunday game, I think. When is it BT get a load of games on a Sunday at the FA Cup weekend? Um, But I mean, you know, the general response from fans and the one that I'd go along with is um, that old cliche of banana skin. (laughs) I don't think John Askey would have been celebrating it at all because. You know, I don't know the ins and outs of, well the full ins and outs of Shrewsbury's budget. I certainly don't know the ins and outs of, of Salford's budget but they can't be too far apart. I mean, Salford's highest earners, absolutely dwarf Shrewsbury's, which seems mental. You know, They're, they're top of the conference, top of the National League, obviously yeah. flying through the divisions under the, the ownership they have. And yes, Shrewsbury will be favourites because they're two divisions higher but you know, it's it's a pretty even playing field. They got Graham Alexander in charge, who not too long ago was was scunthorpe manager, beating Shrewsbury mm-hmm. in League One. You know, sign
1: R- R- Yeah, ridiculous.
2: Yeah, signing League One players and Adam Rune, yeah. better than that. You know, they got Pond. I think the Fleetwood legend. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's not going to be Lloyd. not going to be easy. Yeah, exactly. I, you know, if it was away at Salford City, now I don't know how you think about this, Luke's. You know.
1: I would have loved that. Uh, just a tick, Salford. Of, have you been, Joe? Uh,
0: you, you wouldn't
1: love it if, <laughs> uh, if, if the press facilities haven't changed. Um, I went there last season with Salford and there was no plug sockets, no Wi-Fi. Oh, I scratched that. Um, so if they've, if they've changed, over some of them fantastic, but um, I have to say the media facilities there were probably the worst in a uh, National League North last season. Well, it's so not they... a nice
0: scenario isn't it for a journo? Yeah, absolutely. But no. I imagine they're improving now, now, as they climb the leagues.
1: Now Press bench. I just sat with my laptop on my lap. Um, wow. It's, it's a funny stadium really because it looks very good on telly. Um, but when you get there it's a bit of a tin shed to be honest. Mm. Um... Could have to across quite sky. Des- we're, we're, well, I mean, yeah. well,
2: we're desperate. for, I mean, destined. I should say for a replay anyway. So this would be good, you know, information for it, a few. It weeks.
1: strikes you as a ground that's just there for the for the time being. Yeah, it's because it's where they've kind of always played. They've kind of they've built, you know, kind of it's kind of it's all very me- it's all metal. Like the the um, you know the steps. Uh, the standing, you know, mm. it's it's all kind of metal. None of it's concrete. It's it just seems like it's there, like just just for a few years until they get a grand plan to move to an, another ground, you know, yeah. kind of thing. Um, but I
2: would have been looking forward to go and see. Did you watch the the documentary of Salford on? on I've really not actually seen, seen it. No. No. What what's the name of the uh, the lady? That sells the food? Is it Babs oh, Babs Babs, Babs, Babs the, the like? tea lady, yeah. is it? Yeah. Well, uh, you know, just, just those little things. I just like ticking off new grounds and in non-league, you know, I never I never get a chance to uh, go to uh, Salford any other time. Well, I've, so. been,
1: there, I've been there twice and I, I, I went there before it got all done up. Yeah. Mm. And it had a lot more character about it then. Um, you know, Babs the tea lady, had a little tea or two, whatever it was and, you, you know, you actually had a stand which had Electricity and you know, <laughs> it, it, I mean, it, it wasn't it wasn't fantastic by any means, but it was it, it, it was you know a lot of the Salford press team. I mean, we, we asked them, "When well, where's the press bench? Where's all this?" And they, they looked at us as if to say, "Why oh, do you need that?" <laughs> they had about a camera crew of about five people, of course, for this you know for these documentaries, whatever they they're to do and. They had nobody, you know, kind of reporting on the game. So what? What is going on? Um, I mean, uh, behind the one stand, they've got a little bit of a, you know, food stalls and that. That's all very nice, but you know, get some bloody plug sockets and a, and a press bench sorted you, out.
2: You've struck a nerve. I have, I, I, but I think as they go through the leagues, they'll obviously improve that one. They're at the yeah. top of the conference Half they'll, them. Them. they'll be in League Two before we know it, and you know,
1: fingers crossed. They've already done it because if they haven't, then. That's a that's a shocker. So, I'll skin. tell you what.
0: If there is a replay and you can't make it, Joe Edwards, we're sending. Will not be Jeff. fancy <laughs> <now>. Banana skin <laughs> central. Anyway, it's
2: um, yeah, it's, it'll be a tough one. Town will will change their team for the day and, and hopefully
0: want to get it wrapped up at home. Mm, hopefully. Right. Let's talk double-barreled strikers. Oh, yes. Has there been any movement? I, oh, I mean, God I was <laughs> I was actually I had a week <laughs> off last week, so I didn't really pay attention. Part time at I was. I actually. I have mean, you know. I ran a half marathon. I still haven't fully recovered from that. Oh yeah. I was. I was limping around for the best part of a week. Anyway, <laughs> double-barrel strikers. Has there been movement? No, zero movement. Um, oh. Lenny still leading the way, Joe. Lenny still leading the way. Good of man.
1: Of course, we've given half points out now for assists, just to try and boost the numbers. Um, Lenny's got three and a half um, goals at Charlton, uh, Tramir in the cup, and. The massive Central League uh, <laughs> Reserves game. Huge. Uh, huge clash. So he, he gets three and a half. I don't like the way you're uh, diminishing that there, Jeff. Uh, we oh, it I, was said he was, I said he was massive. Okay. I sensed a hint of irony. N- uh, not not at all. Okay. Um, Amari Morgan-Smith uh, am, Morgan uh, has got one, uh, one goal. And Matt Barnes' armour has an assist, so he gets a half a point. Aaron Amardi on the way. Come on, mate, break your duck. He's uh, he's still on zero, and I know we've got Angoli in good form, McKenna Beery scoring, and you know, and and, and Linnell's, Linnell's in there. But come on, Aaron, get yourself off the mark, mate. Come I, on.
2: I. I suppose when you've got two up front, there's more chance of any of the strikers getting involved because there's yeah. two slots, isn't there? But you know, I think. Angol and Aranaber especially after last night at the first two choices you know is now getting up to speed he started twice played 90 minutes last night which i think is worth a shout out because you know his debut at Fleetwood um the poor side lasted 45 minutes and so did lenny next to him that tried 442 and you know Askew said to me a couple of times that it wasn't their fault they were just the four guys the unlucky ones to be to be pulled at half time that day because everyone was well full in the first half but it must yeah. have dented their confidence especially for Giri. Um but yeah 90 minutes and I, I think um, so Aaron Amadi Holloway has got a chance now there's two up front to get on more but I think we've said before he's fourth choice I mean I don't yeah I, I, some fans think he's he, he's played well I think when he's come on he's been a bit of a handful but Remain to be convinced.
1: And if you looking at Worley as part of that front two, so he's perhaps even fifty two or two. Yep. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Right, let's talk about our nominees though. Every week we or every fortnight, sorry, we uh nominate someone's going to go into our double barreled hall of fame. They do not need to be a striker. Um so a current hall consists of Sean Wright Phillips, Sylvain Ebanks Blake, Forbes Phillips and Masters, Shane Cansdale Sheriff, Chris Bart Williams, Alex oxlade Chamberlain, and last week we nominate or last fortnight, sorry. Benoit Asu Akoto made made it into the party. It was dubbed, it was dubbed a party. party. Oh, yeah. He
2: lit up the party. Party time.
0: Yeah. Right. This week, I am not coming up with a nomination. It's between you guys. Do you want to offer me a nomination each and I will make a decision?
1: Uh, Lewis can have the honours of going first. <laughs>
0: How's yours coming along, Joe?
1: Oh, fantastic.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, that is sarcasm right there, Lewis.
1: No, no, I've got a clear idea in my head. Yep. I'm, I'm ready, oh, right. but I, I'm, I'm just
2: maybe giving Lewis li- having us on. Do you think he, he, he I'm
1: had.
2: Ju- I'm just deal, giving right. for those
0: L- Lewis the honour. For those listening in, we were discussing just before the podcast that Joe Edwards had not come up with a nomination. Slacking. But he could have been hustling us. Could be. Palker face. Decoy. Could be. Right, right, Lewis, hit me.
2: I'll hit you. I will hit you right now. Um, my attacker, <laughs> I think he's a centre forward. I don't know. Good he, research. Thank you. <laughs> He's currently on loan at Denby Town. Denby Town wonder. in Wales. The Cumbru, did you say Cumbrew? How do you say it? Cymru. Cymru. Don't ask me about Welsh pronunciation. <laughs> Johnny Jury, yeah. um, regular listener and you know of Newtown. He was fame. with me. I worked a game with him the other yes, day. Yes, he did. Yeah. He well, was well, at Villa yeah, Park. You, you're away. Good lad, um, Johnny, Newtown press officer. You know. Well-travelled of the Welsh leagues has, has pulled myself and Joe and mainly you up for our, uh, our Welsh pronunciation. It's not the easiest as uh, you know, Black Country locals, but yeah, the, uh, I'm not going to try and do it. I have it a again. Welsh surname, em- so. embarrass myself, but yeah, uh, my man is uh, on loan at Denby Town from. Let me get this right. Johnny from, is
0: going to slam me from
2: Dudno or Clan, which I don't know. And last season. He played for Airbus. Airbus, and I will give you his surname or names. Go on. They actually have a hyphen this time. Oh, I hope so. It's Fossumensa, but it's not Timothy. Ah, it's, oh, uh, it's his elder brother, Alphonse <laughs> Fosu Mensa Dutch, much like his younger brother. Yeah, is a bit is a bit of a lesser star. You know, he.
1: He, he was at Hensford Town for a bit. He think, was wasn't at Hensford
2: he? Town, Joe. Well done. He. You know, talented family, they're, they're both professional footballers, but I think Timothy, you know, of, of Manchester United still is he? Um, had that loan. At, was, was he on loan? Is Palace. he online at Fulham? I
1: think he's loan at Fulham, Yeah, yeah I mean,
2: clearly a, a big star, and he's only 20, Timothy, but big Alphonse, 24. I must say, you know, we, we're putting him down here, but I mean, last season, he netted 16 in 22 for Airbus. It's I mean, that, record, that is serious, isn't it? All told, he got 20 in 31 for them. Before being snapped up by Landudner. No. Um, he's got a great, he, you know, he's 24, so he's not particularly young, but, you know, Dutch born like his brother. Um, started his first professional club. <laughs> I thought I'd include this because me and Joel are like this as, uh, you know, f- from the area we hail from. His club was a Dutch second division club called OSS, O-double-S, <laughs> And to uh, so us, that means horse. Yeah. You know? But, Oss. Uh, yeah. Um, he played for Oss before coming to England, where he played for a delightful spell of Bang average non-league teams. Apologies to them, but including you know the likes of Marine, North Ferriby, um, I can't read my own writing. It's Skelmersdale, Ashton United, Hensford Town in in uh, in Staffordshire, yeah, yeah, yeah. In Staffordshire, Colwyn Bay. You know, it just <laughs> glorious. And I just I just came across him. And I just thought, what are you doing in the world? You've know, just
1: uh, you've got, got family stardom. Uh, who's who's Denby 10?
2: D-E-N-B-I-G-H.
1: D- e- oh, Denby? Denby? Denby. So, I'm not sure know? if they're... A, I, no,
2: I, you, I don't I think they're a top-flight Welsh club, I don't think. But, you know, I just thought... I mean, it's brilliant obscurity, if, isn't if it? The, score, the fact that he's got an older brother old too
1: With these wiki stats, because if he scored so many goals last season, why is he, he a Denby?
2: Well, right, I, I, th- I thought the same, you know, obviously he's not, you know, carried on his Airbus form at London, uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, I don't know why you're laughing, really, I mean,
1: Alphonse,
2: you know, I expected him to be the younger brother of Timothy, you know, just finding his way, yeah, but, yeah, but yeah. hes uh, his extra years have not served him too it's like, well. It's like
1: Paul and Matthias Pogbares and, and who's the other one, there's M- Matthias and... Yes, it is, not too dissimilar to that. Who's, who's the other one, the, the one who's... It was at St and I can't think I can't of think it, it Florentine Florentine oh, yeah.
2: but I just think uh, you know Alphonse fossil to. you know you know what it's like when you've got a sibling who's really good at something and you're mm-hmm. like the lesser I just think he deserves something this is like the
0: Benteke brothers as well is it? Yeah, because Christian Benteke, he's got a brother who plays. Yeah, Johnny He managed be- to get him a deal at, at Crystal Palace. And... <laughs> he was terrible. It's like yeah, Thorgan, they were great.
2: Thorgan Hazard somehow got a move to Chelsea, I'm sure just because he was Eden's brother. Yeah. I think it's probably an Eden's contract or something. You've know, got to bring my brother over. But I just think Alphonse deserves something. You know, this could really, you know, when he hears this, when he listens, this is really going to kick him on. And hopefully we'll be able to get him a move, you know. Hopefully we'll be get, able to get him on the podcast. Get him, to get him to the meadow. You know, he's a forward who knows where the net is. Um, and hopefully we can kick start his career I'm sure he'll be honoured to be a part of our uh, our clique and yeah. I'm sure Joe has got nothing to rival that
0: suggestion come on Joe right speaking of brothers okay and have you ever been uptown right and, and you're looking to <laughs> is this going to be a repeat of, last, of
1: the last episode just, just hear me out <laughs> which other right Phillips is you, you're looking to you know get into a nightclub all your mates have got in and and you're thinking, oh, you know, this, this could be a great night. This is you, you get you get there, and the bouncer says, oh, "I can't let you in with them trainers." Oh, and yeah. You're thinking, oh, what a, what an absolute shocker! So so you you go home, you put on your you put on your fancy <laughs> shoes, you <laughs> so put on cool. another shirt on. You go back to the club, and you, you're in the party, you're in the friends, fantastic yeah. night, you know, you're having a great time. So this is why I'm nominating the good old badly right, Phillips. See what he <laughs> wants in on the party. He wants to be with his brother, Sean Wright-Phillips, at the party, living life with the double-barrelled Hall of Famers. <laughs> I, if, if we've got to have a double-barrelled Hall of Fame, there's got to be Bradley Wright-Phillips. Because Alphonse fosu yes, he's played for Denby Town and <laughs> Landudnow and Airbus. Airbus. But come on, Bradley Wright-Phillips. Can
2: I just? Am I going crazy? Have we had him before?
1: Yeah, this is his second
2: battle. Oh, you bid him again? Sorry, it's a rebid. Okay.
1: Yeah, that's the point. You know, you, you, I'm I'm basically submission. It's going to be a case of submitting Bradley until he gets what he deserves. To be honest, because he, he deserves to be in there. He's a goal scorer. Of course, you know part of that famed Southampton Academy <laughs> um, didn't quite make the great... The, the, well, I don't think he was at the Southampton Academy. But he was, at, he was at City. <laughs> Southampton. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't matter. <laughs> it, it, quite frankly, this is the
2: biggest double barreled scandal since uh, I brought a non-double-barrelled uh, name into the competition.
1: It uh, oh, doesn't. It doesn't matter what he <laughs> is. You know, he's he's just a great man, and he he just wants to be a part of the party. Do
0: the right thing, Luke. He has won the MVP of the MLS, hasn't he? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Luke's a uh, uh, sort of American I'm, sort I, of lifestyle.
2: I'm, it makes me worried that he might edge towards. Uh, I'm,
0: I'm, you know what? I'm tempted, and I, I love the audacity of the immediate second ballot. <laughs> <laughs> no the fact that you haven't left it. Don't phrase off. is audacity. Don't phrase lack of preparation as audacity, Luke.
1: It, it, the side that the, the adage in football <laughs> is that you can soon, you know, put things right. You know that's, the next, that's shocking. You know the next joke. opportunity soon rolls around, and I thought, well, a wrong was done. You know last time out, he didn't get in, so I'm seeking the opportunity to put things right at the first attempt, You know,
0: at the risk of setting a precedent, I'm going to do it. <sighs> wow, that is a shocker. Bradley Wright Phillips is in. Yes, purely because of Joe Edwards's
1: yes big pitch. Because of his pitch?
0: Yes. Because of, of his exuberance and his... The sheer sh- lack the sheer, of preparation. The sheer shamelessness of... Yes. Shamelessness ses- is the word. Of, yeah, of the yeah. second ballot in consecutive <laughs> weeks. It's all right, Alphonse. I'll just bring you next like, next time, mate. We're That's just- what I'm worried about. I'm worried that this is going to no, set up precedent. You've, you've set it now, Luke. Because if someone gets denied, they're just going to come straight back. Well, But i tell you what, I think that trick only works once. It sh- shows where revision and preparation gets
2: you, guys. If you're listening, you know, don't bother... Re- a Don't bother revising exam, and getting so, a B you know, unless you can turn, you turn up, up on a day up, and get an, turn an A. Turn up and do it on a day like, like Joe, you know, shows what scoring goals in Wales does for you. Probably. Not as not
0: as good as the MLS. Honest, honest together, honest to God, I think the MLS is is probably a big better level than <laughs> the Welsh Premier. Yeah, furious. Yeah, it is. And he's been the MVP.
1: And he's just a great man. He just wants to be part of the party, and there he is.
0: He's, he's overjoyed. I can imagine Sean's looking over as he's walked in thinking, how has he got in? But he's in. Let's move on. Let's move on. Let's talk a little bit of Telford. Um, One-all draw with Chorley. That was quite a result. But then they went and lost to Curzon Ashton afterwards. Um, The Chorley result was a great one because Chorley still haven't lost yet. Yeah. Um, But it's all kind of been negated, hasn't it? Yeah. And... You know that it was hoping that that surely results
1: that one-one draw. You know the manner of it as well. The last last minute equaliser from Emery Evans would be a springboard really for Telford and would kick him back into shape. And but he just hasn't proved to to be the case. Uh, the go down two-one at Curzon Ashton. John McAtee sent off. Um, I didn't I haven't I haven't seen the incident, but by all accounts it sounded very needless. Uh, you know an alleged elbow on their goalkeeper uh, Cameron Mason, and that's. That's his lounge spell now done, pretty much. Uh, mm. He's out for the next three games. And, you know, by, by what Gav said, um, Gavin Keran has said, they won't be extending that. And, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's just disappointing. Uh, the, the one positive of the Curzon game was that Andre Bowne uh, got himself a goal after you know six or seven weeks um, of a Baron run. I think that could be the big positive to come out the afternoon. If they have him... Um, scoring as well as Daniel O'Dowd then they've got a chance of turning things around but um, yeah it's I mean in the, in the grand scheme of things they're still doing pretty well in the table but it has it been a worrying um, run of form over the last uh, several weeks they just haven't been at the levels that they uh, were in, in, uh, in August and that early September uh, couple of games as well so there's things to look at for Gavin Cowan I think you know that there's an onus on being very intense in training and being very detailed. Um, I think that it's just a case of they've got to get they've got to get a win under the belt and get that confidence back because um, you know you you would have thought that that trolley game would have been as good as a win, but
0: mm.
1: I don't think it, you know it, at the end of the day it was a point. They need three and then build from that and uh, hopefully you know with two home games coming up now that can uh, put, put things rise.
0: Yeah, York and then Hereford, of course. Um, they do need a bit of a bounce because they haven't won in a little while now, have they? And it's one end where you don't want to keep people waiting for that win because, of we, as we mentioned last week, Lewis, I, I know you're still fuming about this, this double-barrel strike. No, no, situation. No, no, no. Well. Um, <laughs> momentum's huge, isn't it?
2: Yeah, um, I was just going to say to Joe, actually, while he was talking about Andre Brown, I think that's a really good point. It was a good goal by all accounts as well. From what you've said, he's a good player. Yeah, um, yeah. offers a lot, but if he can offer goals too, then you know, especially with the worrying Dan Udo injury, I don't know what the latest is there. Um, but if if Udo's not not fit and involved, then someone needs to needs to step up. Clearly, one of the other strikers. But yeah, momentum. You, you're absolutely right. Um, you know, you don't want to just go. On, you, you don't want to go on a barren run without wins for too long, do you? You're picking up the odd, you know, points here and there. You know, some draws can be good. Look at Chorley one. And if you're picking up points away, difficult away games. I mean, Curzon are a bogey team for Telfin, aren't they? Especially away. Yeah. Um, but you're yeah. picking up points away, that's fine. But you need to be getting the wins. I think I've said on the poddy a couple of times, to, to still be unbeaten at home is a great thing. Uh, and they've, they've salvaged that in last minutes recently. Henry Cowans has got some late goals. And I think if they can keep that, you know, it's, it's a bit of a fortress, isn't it, there? Um, they haven't lost there. That's pretty impressive. So... Hopefully that bodes well for what is it, York and, and Hereford and get a bit of momentum back on side and and get a win. Just pick up on McAtee, uh, you know, John McAtee, shoes be interest, um fans will be interested to hear how he's getting on and he got a tendency to a bit of a, a bit of a fiery character, do you think? Yeah. He's obviously a youngster yeah. that needs to probably mature a
1: little bit more. Yeah, I think I think there's there's work for him to do because um Gavin, Gavin brought him in and said Gavin when I when I spoke to him when he brought him in he said, you know, he is he needs managing on and off the field. And, yeah. he, and he felt and Gav felt like he was the right person to take on the challenge and get the best out of him and it just hasn't happened. Um you know, he's played a few games now, gets gets sent off, um, straight red card, he's gonna have a free match ban and then that's that's gonna be it and um you know, this is this is you know, he's I think it's his third or fourth lounge spell away from Shrewsby at the Hales I in one, Telford last season, which started off well but then Peter there he was at Ashton, scored against Telford but didn't really do anything else. And uh, now he's at Telford and he's, he's he's not really done anything really, apart from get sent off so I
2: mean, it wasn't a, a poor tackle either, it was you know, an elbow where by all accounts already was getting frustrated on the Yeah. On the park and has give give the keeper a, a cheeky elbow.
1: It's it's it, it it's a it's a big lesson for him and mm. you know, Shrewsbury staff speak very highly of him and you watch him and he's got he's he's got, got potential. He he's he's he clearly now's heads to, to play football. He's got he's got, you know, in in a night ability. I think his younger brother's on City's books as well. Yeah, so there's talent yeah. that, that runs runs in the family. By all but, accounts
2: his younger brothers are a bit of a superstar.
1: Yeah, yeah. So the, you know, this is you just hope he doesn't waste his, his talent, and um, uh, yeah, at 18, 19, uh, whatever he is, there is time on his side. But I mean, w- football is a ruthless game, and you know, if if you blink and you and you don't take enough of your opportunities, you know, then you you chance at the big time. He's he's soon gone. So um, mm. I think this will be a harsh wake up call for McAtee. Um, wherever he ends up next on Lowen, he's got to make the most of it and got to really
0: hit the ground running because he'll only get so many opportunities. Yeah, could end up out in the cold rather soon if he doesn't sort himself out. Right, let's talk about Shawbury United quickly. A couple of issues there. Do you want to fill us in? Yeah, well, um, certainly a couple of
2: issues might be an understatement. Um, Most people have probably read the story or seen that they had a Shropshire derby on on Saturday at at Hormond. Big rivals really, come up through divisions together. You know, it gets the players going, that game gets a few fans through the door. It's certainly a rivalry and, you know, Hormond having the better of it this season. Sure, we have got problems in that they play at Ludlow, which is 40, 50 miles away, you know, because mm. of reasons they had to leave when. Anyway, yeah, this game at Hormand, they it got to 11am on Saturday and the management team had raised six players. Um, availability wise, there, there are reasons to that, but just Didn't think to, it was a five a side game. Just, <laughs> I mean, I don't mean it. to make light of it because no, it's a no. serious issue. No, yeah, at they the same just time. had to throw the game at 11 am. The joint manager Stu Lewis resigned at that moment. Um, Dave Richards is the other manager there, the, he's been manager longer. Stu was, was previously his assistant, Dave's been there a little while now, and uh, I, I feel for them. So I spoke to Dave on Sunday uh, for the story, and then, for this podcast purposes are due to get an update from the club so you know i hope that things have taken a turn for the better certainly than they sounded on sunday because they said they were going to have a meeting um uh, with, with sort of the club's hierarchy the committee and so on and, and hopefully let Stu Stu lewis sleep on his decision to resign and get him to be back involved because dave said to me you know as in the story he doesn't want to take it on his own again not that he doesn't want to but he, he can't commit to that um, I think that the sort of headline staggering, eye-opening thing from it is, you know, 55 players signed on. Yeah. You know, uh, kind You're of get amateur, six on side. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, amateur level. It's no surprise to see clubs having that many signed on because you just get players you rope in for the odd yeah. game, don't you? But then to just have six. I mean, you told me, though for the entire season they've been using this brand new under-18s team of theirs for half the team, you know, to add on to their six or seven loyal players. Which is worrying, and then these young under eighteen kids are having to play four or five times through the week at college, mm. get injuries and stuff like that. It's just not a great situation.
1: Yeah, it's it, it's not great at all, and there seems to be kind of rumblings in the kind of West Midlands League circle that you know clubs, other clubs are kind of fearing the worst for for sure, for Shawbury. Yeah. Um, let's just hope it doesn't come to that because you know it is it is an alarming situation when they're having to call games off because of lack of availability it's it's not it's not something you inc- I mean obviously at Sunday League level and stuff like that it's 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 quite it's fairly commonplace yeah. but in, in the West Midlands premier standard I've, I've certainly not not known of it in my time as a reporter here so um it's it, it is worrying alarm bells are ringing and I let's hope they can just salvage your situations to be honest even at a Sunday
0: league game is normal you yeah. know but- a, a couple of days before you'd be notified as say the opposition team we can't put a team together. Yeah. It's very rare that it would happen on the morning.
2: Yeah, and to have a you know joint manager send an angry, you know angry disappointed email and saying I'm res- resigning. It's really sad. I hope Dave Richards is a lovely guy. So much time for him and they're a lovely club by all accounts. You know, you just you hope they can sort out. I'm sure you know they've they've had a meeting with the committee. As I say, you know, I'm worth saying. You know, keep updated at shropshirestar.com and in the paper, because we'll have an update of where that's at now, obviously we're speaking from the last update I've had with the club. So, hopefully better news to bring You know, people who are interested in
0: football in, in this area. Yeah, fingers crossed. Right, TNS, quickly, we'll talk over TNS. So, back at the top of the table, guys. Back on top of the table. 6-1 win over Landudno. There were two hat-tricks. You know Landudno you know were missing. You know Landudno were missing.
1: It Alphons.
0: <laughs> but you know who got one of the hat tricks? The New Zealander.
1: Yes <laughs> Mr. Draper, back amongst the goals. And uh, was he was it Aaron Edwards with he with the for one? Ryan Ryan Brobble. Oh Ryan Brobble <laughs> Yeah,
2: uh, yeah. Uh, Aaron Edwards goal. Uh, did you see that? No. That? In in one of the Saints games, I think their most recent
0: The 3 0 win over Connor's key no, Yes, You yes, yes, were yes. top of the table. Big big win. Yeah, that's yeah, a big yeah.
2: one. What? One of Edwards, has got. I think this this Aaron Edwards, by all accounts, is a top player. Bit of a screamer, wasn't it? Have you seen it, Luke? I've not seen the footage Oh, he's uh, he's took it on, beat a couple of men, gives it a one-two, and pings it in the top corner from yards. It's an absolute screamer, like it really is. We'll share it later. Um, yeah, what a win that that one was over key
0: Yeah, big result. And then tennis, of course, back top of the table. Got Newtown on Saturday. Fingers crossed they can they can keep keep Ooh, on this good run. That should be a feisty battle, there. Uh, Johnny
1: Drew Derby, yeah, former Telford defender Ben Bailey of Newtown, marking the New Zealand wonder uh, Greg Draper. I mean, if if, the, if there's any reason to tune into the Welsh Premier League, you've got it right there. And and that's
2: it, it. worth saying um, just before the the game, with have kind of key Craig Harrison, you know, Saints favourite, six six time I think title winner. The day before that was announced as going back to Conor as coach, so he was returning to, to Park Hall, and that was yeah. you know interesting dimension to that. But great win for mm. Scott Rusko's men. Um, you know, got themselves into the position they want now. But as we've said, this is far more of a competitive division than it has been recent years. So
0: interesting to see how the Newtown clash goes. Certainly will be. And Welly Watch, Welly Watch, hit us with Welly Watch, Joe. Yeah, Welly ams, Well. You know they
1: had that um, FAI's game against Leicester Nirvana, and they, they came just short in that, losing two-one. Uh, but giant killing in the uh, J.W. Hunt Cup, beat Wolf Sporting of two divisions above, five-three on penalties. So you know oh. it, uh, a huge display of character from the uh, from the Ams boys. Um, you know, keeping the nerve from the spot and beating a team of uh, two divisions above and. Uh, you know, the the they haven't been going very well in the league. Williams, by all respects, but um, you know, it's a nice to nice to have a bit of a bit of a cup run and, and beating you know teams, you know, that are you know a couple of divisions above along the way. That that deserves a, a fair amount of credit. So uh, I think the core sporting Cole, they've just recently had a change of manager, but. Mm. Um, Fair
0: play to them. That's a good yeah. result. Wolves as well. We're supporting them. You know, they're not too not too shabby in a cup competition, are they? But, they had a, years, yeah. yeah, they
1: had a big run in in, in the Vars, wasn't it? Um, was it was it last year? Yeah, was last it, season. So so yeah, they, you know this. There's been a lot of change at that club, and um, they are you know second bottom in in the Midland Premier. But you know, AMs are struggling in Mid- West Midlands Division One. So to pull off that win, that's a, that's a that hopefully that can be a springboard for them. Yeah, and they can get the. The league form back on track.
2: I was just going to say we hope for Welly that this gives them a bit of confidence and I'm just looking at their third bottom of Division 1 with just the, the three wins from nine, six defeats, not gone how they'd have wanted but you know, I, I think I like about a JW Hunt Cup you know, some lower down non-league teams take it more seriously than the higher ones, you know, more of a priority and it's a great chance for them to play some better teams to beat some better teams like they have finals at Molyneux isn't it, at Wolves and that's a, that's a big sort of carrot for Clubs like Adams definitely. I mean, that would be unbelievable. Mm-hmm. A few rounds to go yet, but yeah, fingers crossed.
0: Yeah, fingers crossed for them. Right, let's finish up with match previews real quick because we are we're at the hour mark now, guys. Shrewsbury um, Town they take on Oxford, 21st place. Oxford away from home. Should they be winning this? Yeah, they they need to um, they need to win away.
2: You know, it's been seven in the league away without a win. Um, some good performances in there, but but no three points. Uh, I think they've just taken three draws away. That's it. And there's, there's been a bit of misery coming on on the coach, um, and and for the poor fans who've been travelling, you know, Oxford are at the bottom. We've had the we've had the Sunderland and Barnsley games. This is the the bread and butter, you know, Oxford mm-hmm. and beyond for John Askey Wimbledon and and six six games of teams who are right down there. So I don't think there's any reason why they can set a reasonable target for this game of of what they want, whether it's three or four wins from them, and you know really them in a good position and propel them and get them out of any real fears. John Askey says he wants to be nowhere near the, the drop zone, the bottom by Christmas. I mean, obviously he's under <clears throat> under pressure at the minute. Sorry, so wants to work on, you know, keeping himself under pressure from from losing his job. And and wins at places like Oxford will help because it put different distance between you and, you and them. Um, they Carl Robinson's Oxford got a good draw on Tuesday night at, at Charlton, uh, Carl Robinson's former club. So. He probably had them up for that going back to the Valley. I've heard from, from Oxford press that, that. Yeah, sorry, Oxford have had this one earmarked as a big game, like Shrewsbury have. Yeah. Uh, so I think we're under no illusions that it's a massive game for both clubs, really. Mm. Uh, you could say probably bigger for Oxford as they're lower down and at home. Yeah. But Shrewsbury is the away team. You know, normally you go away, you think, oh, you take a point, but they need all three, really. Asky would say that as well, I'm sure, and certainly the fans. I think one point it sort of gets you by you kind of stay unbeaten but they need all three points and I think I back them too Oxford have got ability they've got Ricky Holmes and, and you know decent budget they're a good squad they shouldn't be down there in my opinion um, but your town need to win away that's yeah. the bottom line
0: 3-5-2 any team changes?
2: yeah 3-5-2 it's got to be hasn't it I, as we touched on earlier I don't think unless there's any forced changes I don't think that can change it I don't know Joe's opinion on this changing a a winning team, but a team that won so well and performed so well when they weren't expected to against a great side. You know, this'll be a test of this system. Was was it not, not a one off, but you know, not not a fluke, but a sort of flash in the pan. Did it just happen last night? Is it gonna work consistently? It's high I'd want Matt Sadler in my team, um, but I don't think I don't know whether it will happen Saturday. Certainly one to want to think about for the manager.
0: Yeah, three five two Keep keep it uh, keep the system keep the personnel and hope to build a bit of a run. Yeah, fingers crossed they can do that. Telford they take on York uh, at home before a game with Hereford. York won't be the won't be the easiest game in the world. They're they're, they're up and around uh, around Telford. I think they're only a point behind them. Uh, Hereford, of course, a little bit of an easier prospect, you'd imagine.
1: Uh, yeah, perhaps. I mean, Hereford had that change of manager, which was you know bizarre. The the manager his name escapes me, but Peter so, Beadle. That's the one. It took, took them all the way through the divisions, and I think they were about 10 10 for 12 after several games, and then j- just decided to sack him. You know, thanks for all your years the service. You know, we'll <laughs> gear, gear the boots. It was absolutely ridiculous, and, and I don't think that change of management has really gone their way for them. But you know, York, um, the you know the first test for Telford, and let's just hope it's not a repeat of the the game last season. Uh, that you know they got embarrassed the time by by York, so um would hope that Telford can just grind out a bit of a win here that like Shrewsbury they've they've gone for a, you know a 3-5-2 system as as of late yeah. um you know young Zach Lilley who deserves a mention um coming into the side after you know he's, he started against Chorley first start for Telford in 18 months um he's gone from a striker to a center half and he's done he's done well and um I think he's going to keep all, all all of his shirts so um You'd like to think that Telford can just, you know, kind of see out a win. You want to see more goals um, from them. Uh, Udo, you know, I think you can describe him at this stage as touch and go for Saturday, of course, because he missed out uh, at Curzon. So, yeah, somebody else has got to step up, and hopefully, Andre
0: Brown after that goal at Curzon can step up and take up take that mantle. Yeah, that's it. A win's just sorely needed. It doesn't really matter how it comes, as long as you can get three points on the board and finally break break that little bad run that's been on. Yeah,
1: exactly, exactly. You, you know, of course, as a manager, you always want performances, but I think at, at this time, you'll take a bad performance and three points in the bag just to, just to give yourself that platform, that three
0: points, something to build on. Certainly would do. Right, predictions. Let's finish up with predictions. Shrewsbury Town versus Oxford. We're only going to do one game here. It's a bit hard to predict a game, you know, so far down the line. First one, Oxford, Shrewsbury Town, can they, uh, can they get a win, Lewis? 1-1, um, one, one, I think, um, which wouldn't
2: be a great result. Um, yeah, I can just see them them shipping one. No, I'd love to be proved wrong and to get a clean sheet, but yeah, 1-1. One, one.
0: Joe? Um,
1: I've got my optimistic hat on, I'm going to go for Telford 1-0. Um, I- hoping that they can just, you know, shut up shop and get them on the break and just, you know, see it out.
0: Yeah, I'm going 1-0 for Telford and I'm going 2-1 for Shrewsbury Town. Wins all round. Yeah? Wins all round.
1: Lovely. Lovely. Lovely ambition.
0: That just about does it. Yep. Lewis, I think you've got to go and speak to some judoka, haven't you? Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Let's go and, um, yeah, I'll go and get beat up.
0: Oh, yeah? Oh, I'm not having feature. a go. I'm not having a go. Oh, no, no, sorry. Shame. Sorry. I would have paid to watch that. <laughs> 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 I have to take my specs off. No, but that just about does it from us. Uh, unless any of you guys got something to add? No, Luke, no, it's been pleasure as always. Um, what is know, a delight?
2: You know, maybe in a fortnight we'll be at the chippy. Who yeah. knows, Who Mr. Knows? Posaris,
0: we will be in touch, don't you worry. So, from me, from Lewis, and from Joe, thank you. We'll speak to you in a fortnight's time.